welcome to another episode of the Social Workers Podcast. My name is Logan Staley. Um, I just wanted to record a quick episode today and talk a little bit about a conversation I had the other day that um, I thought some of you listening might find interesting. Um, I was speaking with a local religious leader in a community here in in Utah, um, and we were talking about mental health and, and treatment for mental health um, and, and our different perspectives on that and and how we can go about helping the people that you know he and I would both meet and, and talk with in our own way and with our own perspective. As, as I was speaking with this gentleman, um, you know, he is a spiritual leader, um, sees dozens and dozens of people in his local community and advises them and, and helps them through various challenges in their life, but kind of through the lens of, of a spiritual and religious uh, view. And he was asking me some questions about, you know, some things that I thought, and I was asking him questions about the things that he saw and understood and what he was hearing from uh, members of his community and things that they struggled with and their perceptions of mental health and I just wanted to speak for a few minutes on that and in hopes that it might offer and give some insight to, to anyone listening if, if they have questions or similar um, feelings about the topic and uh, hopefully it's insightful and interesting in, in some way. Uh, so just as a bit of background, um, this man, I'll, I'll call him Alan, that's not his real name, but uh, just to, to keep his anonymity and and privacy. Uh, Alan was telling me about some of his own personal life experiences and some of the challenges that he's dealt with and um, how that affects his ability to not only counsel you know people in his religious community but also go through his own life and raise his family and and do those kinds of things. So uh, Alan when he was a, a young man about 19 he was um, overseas serving a, a religious service mission for his church uh, when his father died. Now his, his father had been in poor health most of his life and you know the way Alan described it to me it wasn't necessarily uh, a shock or surprising that his dad had passed away uh, but obviously was was really difficult uh, as a young man to, to leave and go to a different country and be learning a new language and with people you don't know and then to return home and have had your father pass away was very difficult for him. Um, A few years later, um, his mother had remarried and they were returning from a weekend away together and they were killed in a car accident returning home. Um, So just in the space of a few years, he lost both his parents. Um, One while he was away and wasn't able to be at the funeral and grieve with his family and then losing his mother was very traumatic. She was killed in a terrible car accident along with his new stepfather. Uh, and Alan described to me how, how challenging and difficult that was uh, for him. Um, as, as then a young man and preparing to get married and, and starting his own family, not having a father and a mother to counsel him and guide him through those challenges, not being able to ask questions about raising his own children or providing for his own family uh, he really struggled with um, and, he, and he talked about how today he uh, he still has a difficult time um, 
then uh, some years after that, he had a sister and a brother-in-law who were living overseas, and they were killed in a very traumatic way. They were they were actually murdered, um, and very little information was ever learned about who or why or uh, any of those types of things. And um, and so he talked about that and just uh, how much death and loss he's experienced in his life and how challenging it's been for him uh, to be able to lead his family and raise his family and be a religious and spiritual leader in his community with and having these kinds of demons to battle um, and one of the things you know that he that he talked to me about and that he was initially kind of asking me about was um, at least, you know, my understanding of the process of dealing with that kind of trauma and that grief and how people deal with that. And and as he described, you know, his experience to me, uh, he, he recognized that um, in particular with the death of his parents, you know, those were things that he continued to struggle with even decades and decades later. Uh, and it was something that, you know, he didn't necessarily anticipate continuing to be a challenge for him. But, you know, some of the things he he identified as being a challenge were feeling angry uh, or sad or frustrated, uh, feeling that life was unfair. And and the words that he used to describe it, you know, he said, I I thought I dealt with this. I thought I would move on. And as he self-reflected and thought about this over the years, he's realized, you know, this isn't something that I will ever, you know, quote unquote, move on from deal with specifically it's just it will be a challenge uh, for years to come Uh, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't been able to lead a happy life and a good life and um, enjoy his own family and things of that nature but um, and that was something he wanted to ask me about um, you know as he's trying to support uh, members of local congregations in his area and be a leader and example what my thoughts on that were and and I just explained, you know, some of the things that I've seen in working with clients and um, that, that it truly isn't something that people move on from and, and can just deal with and leave in their past, these, these kinds of losses. And, and it doesn't need to be as extreme and dramatic as the loss of a parent or a sibling in, in the way that Alan experienced. It can be much more, you know, tame things. It could be, you know, the loss of a loved one through sickness or a job, having a health scare, uh, these kinds of things that that are losses in our life. It could even be a, a loss of a sense of security, um, the, the experience of having anxiety and depression, these kinds of things, these mental challenges. Um, they continue to persist as challenges very often for extended periods of time in, of time in our life, and sometimes we, we battle them forever. So he and I were able to have a discussion about, uh, you know, how how can we encourage people to to seek help and and to feel okay about about needing support? Uh, That was one thing that Alan mentioned was, particularly in in the religious communities uh, here in Utah, um, that there's there still unfortunately exists uh, 
a stigma around mental health and seeking mental health services. Many people have a difficult time uh, feeling comfortable and safe with talking to someone about you know, the fact that they are receiving support services, that they're seeing a therapist, for example, and their, their fears around what other people may think. Uh, with, with religious communities, uh, there's a, a particular challenge in, in this misconception existing that, uh, and there being a belief that if they were more faithful or they were more diligent in their religious practices, for example, praying or reading scripture or, or giving service to others or meditating or, or what have you, that these problems would simply go away, that God or the universe or whoever would, would lift those burdens from them and they would, they would no longer struggle. And, and it simply isn't true. It, that's not to say that someone can't and, and wouldn't receive strength and hope through faith. That's, that's not what I'm advocating at all. I think there's great strength and, and goodness that comes from faith and, and being able to um, extend that, that hope and faith and belief in something outside of yourself. There's um, a lot of commentary and dialogue around the good that comes from that, uh, but, but it isn't something that can be depended on alone. Alan, you know, he described it as being, you know, we have to rely on God and, and the good things that our society has created like modern medicine and, and psychological help and aid and, and he believes that you know in his words God would expect you to use both um, and, and he was kind of lamenting the fact that many people for whatever reason don't feel seeking therapy is appropriate or or that they should be able to, to deal with that challenge on their own um, and, and so it was an interesting conversation to to hear his perspective on it as a social worker I spend all day talking with people who are willing and, and wanting to receive therapy, and, and certainly some do have inhibitions and fears, and they're they're a little insecure or worried about about what may happen. But there's unfortunately so many people who are fearful of even beginning that process, uh, which is unfortunate. And I think there's things that we can do as a society to help encourage and, and help those people to feel safe to do that and feel that they'll be supported and accepted and understood uh, for, for reaching out and for needing that support. Um, one thing that, that Alan and I talked about was that the, the kinds of skills that, that we very often need to deal with the stressors of life aren't frequently and easily taught or available to people. Uh, certainly, as I was growing up, going to, to school, stress management skills and and being told that it's okay to reach out and let people know that you that you need help was not a core part of my curriculum it wasn't something i was readily taught uh, you know alongside general health classes or physical fitness classes or you know history or whatever um, and it certainly is as integral and an, an important a topic if not more important than many of the things that we do teach in, in our educational system uh, you know I've never needed to use calculus a day in my life outside of high school but everybody uh, needs to, to learn and be taught how to manage stress and to understand that it's very normal to struggle and need support to, to deal with challenges such as depression or anxiety and, 
everyone at some point will experience a loss or uh, a, a trauma of some kind. Uh, those things are very common, and, and yet so so many people are believe and and think that they will never need any kind of support, and it's perfectly acceptable to to just you know square your shoulders and march on and never ask for help. And some people certainly do and can, uh, but for those of us who can't. I would hope that they're willing and uh, willing to reach out and ask for help because there's so many people willing to to give it, uh, and there's no shame in, in asking for help or, or or requesting support in, in a difficult and challenging time. Uh, just just a final thought as as I spoke with Alan and he he mentioned you know that even as he's grown as an individual and, and he's learned to uh, live his life in spite of his challenges he, he acknowledged that you know maybe maybe seeking services for himself would be would be beneficial and not just because it would help him to be able to help other people better but because it may be something that he needs uh, now as a man well into his 50s and decades removed from from these kinds of losses that he experienced accepting that it was might possibly be time for him to, to seek support and and just be able to get some things off his chest and talk and he was recognizing that you know from time to time he's still angry and, and lashes out and, and and struggles and and I was so impressed and happy to to see a man who's well regarded and respected in his community acknowledge and and be willing to say that he may need support and and I just I thought what a wonderful example to not only those in his religious circles and those that he leads in that capacity, but also his friends and family and um, all others who he interacts with. Um, and, and that was really the extent of the conversation. It was it was a, a wonderful conversation. It was insightful and, and a very vulnerable conversation. I was grateful of his willingness to share and, and to give me permission to, to share a little bit of his story. that anyone listening who, who hears that story and, and can relate on any level um, is, is encouraged or feels safer now to to go and ask for help if they feel they need that support and um, if, if you have any questions for me please feel free to reach out send me an email at uh, socialworkerspodcast at gmail.com I'm more than willing and happy to, to offer support there are local hotlines and support groups simple google search or, or or search on social media can direct you to uh, hospitals have all kinds of resources phoning you can anonymously ask for resources or information about uh, networks that, that you can reach out for help and very often you can receive those services for free or or very nearly free uh, so again I, I hope that this information was was useful and interesting and, and that it somehow uh, helped you in any way Again, my name is Logan Staley. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you.